On today's episode of The Table of Content, Mike and I open up the short story, Be a Man, by James G. Bruin Jr., and we're going to ask that exact question, what does it take to be a man? Stay tuned, that's coming up next, right here on The Table of Content. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Table of Content. I am Albert Sines, joined by Mike Timmons. Mike, hello, hello. Hello, Albert. So great to be back. Always good to talk with Mike Timmons, because Mike Timmons has great, great insight in his own particular way. So thank you for offering your insight and your time. Oh, my pleasure. So, you know, my first concern is for the audience who heard Be a Man and thought that we were going to talk about the song from Mulan. And I want to make sure that everyone knows we are not discussing a Disney movie today. Wait, what? Oh, okay. Have you not seen Mulan? <laughs> I thought we were talking about the Disney movie. We're going to talk about something else. Oh, great. We're going to have to... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I was actually the one to read this. I was surprised when, when you sent it to me and I I listened to it. It's been a few years, but I, I read the, uh, the Be a Man, <laughs> and it brought me back to glory days. Yeah, you know, uh, so if you haven't heard the story, go find it at our website at waobaudiotheater.org under Door to Door Storytellers, or visit our YouTube page for WAOB Audio Theater and find Be a Man. And as Mike said, yes, he was the one who gave sort of voice and life to this story. Uh, it has been a few years for him, but uh, do do you remember the recording? Do you remember working on it at the studio? It, initially, I I couldn't believe it. I thought, did I really do this? And then, um, you know, my voice has gotten a little deeper over the years, so I wasn't even sure it was me. But uh, <laughs> it truly was, and um, it did bring back a lot of. Right away, I was like, okay, I know this story. You know, the kid didn't count the three. There's a huge fight that breaks out, and it's just that age-old question, what is a man? It just really comes to the surface. Yeah, so why, why don't you go ahead and open up the story just a bit more? You kind of started talking about it, about a, you know, there was a miscount, but why don't you explain the story shortly for our listeners? Sure. Well, to start off, um, it's, an, it's a normal, what was it, a flag football game? Uh, yeah, it was a touch football. It was touch football. Touch football. Okay. And... Just a little thing happened where um, the two the two characters are J Joe Jakes and Jimmy Brennan, and Jimmy Brennan accused Jakes of not counting to three um, before he blitzed the quarterback, and this just escalates out of control. All of a sudden, they're tackling each other, they're throwing punches. Everyone else is just watching wondering what is going on um yeah do you want to take it from there yeah so basically the boys continue on through this you know kerfuffle you know throwing blows having a fist fight uh and one of the boys of course eventually just you know it's uh it's jake's joe jake's he ends up right. get, get, getting up because he got he got hit a little too hard and takes off towards his towards his home. Now the interesting thing is is so the eventually 
Joe Jakes returns, but he comes back with his father. And his his father was basically pushing him to finish the fight. That's that's what it says, right? So the the, the line right. from the story is his they come back and his dad says, Finish the fight, he commanded them. Don't lose, he instructed Jakes. He folded his arms across his chest and stared down at his son. Be a man. So uh, Joe Jakes goes back and he went and basically, you know, started the started the fight. And but he sort of went for, you know, to to end it all. And he mm-hmm. he got he got Jimmy in a particular place, and eventually he acquiesces. And then the father says, "Don't ever let anyone beat you, boy." The man grunted at his son. Then the man stomped off, returning to his house. So the boys get up from there and uh, they sort of make up, you know, they sort of like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. And, you know, it wasn't fair. And I know, and dad made me do it. And I know, and it's okay. And, you know, you won. And he shouldn't have made me do it. You know, and so they have this discussion, right? But what ends up happening is they still, there's this line that Joe Jake says, he says, still friends. And he holds out his hands and Jimmy says, you know, you bet. And and they uh, right. continue on on their game, and there, there's this fun little line at the end. You know, it says, "It's not dark yet," said Jake's. Want to get back in the game? And only if you promise to count to three. Grinned Brennan. Ha ha ha. Okay. And the and the, <laughs> and the music trails off, and they're friends forever. Um, right. So again, on the as a whole, we've got a story about two boys had a fight, then this dad comes in uh, for Joe Jake's and. Then he sort of tells him, you know, be be a man and finish the fight and mm. don't and don't lose. And the boys right. do their fight and they make up. So, but the question here, like, really, I mean, there's there's two sides here. I'm sure this is sort of standard fare for a fair amount of kids, you know, like even even siblings, right? I mean, whether it's friends mm-hmm. or siblings, you. You, you get argumentative and you have a fight and I don't want to be your friend. I'm not your brother anymore. I'm not your sister anymore. And you just sort of make up and you move on about your life. And kids sort of have this natural ability to sort of heal for the most part. I know that I see my kids, right? They're, they're playing with Legos and someone takes their Lego and, you know, they get mad and, you know, you're not my <laughs> brother anymore. And But then, right. you know, two minutes pass and they're laughing and playing again. They're building, you know. It's so amazing. How quickly kids can forgive. I remember being a kid and yeah, one of my siblings upset me. And I was like, I am never talking to you again for the rest of my life. I've <laughs> had that feeling. <laughs> and then literally five minutes later, like we're playing together and I'm just like, why can't, you know, why can't we always live like that? Just kind of shrug things off. Right. And, and you know, and I, I think that, you know, the, the first part there is that while kids in their own sort of, you know, sensitive emotional place you know are are unique in particular and they're still figuring out their emotions they're still figuring out what's kind of fully right and what's wrong they they have a sense of they they want to be accepted and they want to be forgiven and they also know how to forgive and there's something very sort of beautiful about that right about the ability of children to sort of have a disagreement but then be able to move on because they know that there's something better. And maybe they can't explain it, but they just know this person that they like, that's their friend, that's their sibling, whatever, is someone they actually do want to be with. 
and to just right. have that ability to just sort of forgive freely, it just speaks a lot sort of to the innate sort of mercy that I think, you know, Christ puts inside of us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but 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 children are able, able to actually take advantage of it. As adults, <laughs> we, we grow up and we get out of that. They're like, I'm not forgiving him. You know, and we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna hold a grudge for the rest of my life against this person. And right. so we live in this sort of perpetual sort of, you know, grievance with this person, and it's really hard for us to forgive. But kids sort of embody it like really well, like, hey, I'm gonna forgive this person. Like they said sorry, and I wanna play with them. You know, if mm-hmm. only we could sort of duplicate that ourselves as adults. Exactly. And it's interesting that the it was the adult in the story that really seem to be the one holding anger. Um, the, some people can like hold a grudge for so long. It's kind of amazing. Um, and they even forget like what the initial reason was, you know, like decades pass and they're like, I don't even remember what, what it was. Um, and then they're like, wait, it was like over a pair of shoes or something. And they literally won't speak to somebody over something so trivial. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's amazing how, little children can teach us so much and both of these boys like they were clearly upset with each other towards the beginning um obviously they're throwing punches but how quickly they came to a conversion of heart and they were just like let's this isn't worth (laughs) holding on to like the reason that we're playing is ultimately to have fun this isn't to um i don't know kind of prove anything like like the father seemed to suggest. You know, and let's let's get into that. Let's get into to the father, because I think that gets to the big yeah. question of our discussion. So the father comes back with Joe Jakes. He says, basically, get in there, win the fight, and don't let anyone mm-hmm. don't don't let anyone beat you, right? Be I mean, there's that line, be a man. Right. So the first question, and you know, I'll play one side, is I'll ask you, do you think, Mike Timmons, that you know, winning a fist fight is the sort of the basis or one of the strong points of being a man. <laughs> you put me on the spot with that yeah, one. Yeah, um, I did. I want to see what you have to say. That's why I put you in the spotlight. Yeah, that is a good question. I, I'm i going to answer that quickly and just say no. Um, but to get in, into it a little bit more, that's definitely the way that the world thinks, you know. You, you fight until you win and whoever wins um they're the more manly person that's competitiveness that's manliness that's you know proving that you're better than others um but at the end of the day it's like what is actually i don't know more manly more mature um are those synonyms i don't even know <laughs> i'm going <laughs> to I, I don't have my I, <laughs> I don't have a thesaurus so. on me at the present. <laughs> I would hope that they go hand in hand is like manliness and emotional maturity where you can be a gracious loser or you can be like a modest winner and realize that like just because you lost it do- lost doesn't mean that you're a failure. And um and just to be a gracious loser, I think like that's not a sign of weakness, but that's a sign of strength. Sure. Um, yeah. And I I work here at the radio station and um, we have a priest on a lot, Father Rudy. He's so great. And he talks about um, 
he used this example of say like a dog was barking viciously at you like if you bark back that is a sign of like of weakness because you're lowering yourself to that dog's level but if you can um the example he used was like the dog's barking and you can kind of ignore it because you're not you're not going to engage in a in a fight with a dog <laughs> you're you're like you're realizing that you're kind of like you're worth more than that um do you see what i'm saying like that yeah, no no it makes sense yeah. i mean where 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 are you at you know from a, a maturity level when it comes to some sort of interaction especially if it's one that could be confrontational you know do you right. do you have the ability maybe to even just can you walk away from a situation you know and say i'm I'm manly enough, you know, to be able to walk away and not have to fight about it. So in this particular instance, right, we have where mm -hmm. the dad comes and he's like, you know, you're, you're only a man if you finish this fight. And he sort of has to finish it in mm -hmm. a really sort of, I don't want to say brutal way, but a really intense way, right? So to Jake's tackles Brent Brennan and it says Jake's head Brennan flat on his back with his knees on Brennan's shoulders say uncle he he demanded right so I mean he has him pinned in a really sort of intense way you know knees on shoulders and he's forced to sort of give in right and 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 the father is satisfied with this like, all right good you know wait wait way to be a man you know like basically mm. you know being the stronger opponent and I, I think that what we what the what the father in the story loses is that is there's not a there's nothing to be proud of. There's no actual victory here when you've just sort of completely obliterated your 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 opponent, right? So right. like instead of hey, let's let's come to terms, let's have let's have a discussion. Let's find a peaceful resolution, or at least, at least let's accept that we're going to agree to disagree. You know, the the the, the father is very one sided. It's like beat him, beat him good, and mm -hmm. you're a man. There's no there's no in between. But it just can't be. It can't be the right answer to to being a man. I mean, if we look at scripture, if we look at the New Testament, like Christ did not sort of tell his followers and disciples like beat your opponent squarely, you know, until they cry uncle. You know, Jesus himself, right? I mean, mm. what, what what did he do? He didn't go and, like, beat the tax collectors. He didn't beat the Pharisees, and he didn't beat all the sinners that came to him. He said, hey, you know, mm. I'm going to hang out with you. I I forgive you. Your your faith has saved you. That's a, that's a, that's a far difference from, you know, finish the fight and don't lose. So, you know, I, I, I think that the ability to sort of approach a situation with sort of love and charity, e even if there's going to be an argument, even if there's going to be some version of a fight, but to approach it with, hey, I'm coming in here with a heart that's, you know, on the side of understanding, charity, love, peace, you know, keep going on the words. I think you find a better path to being a man. I totally agree. I'll, but there's still part of me that I guess it's a, it's listening to an older generation. I know my parents, 
or my dad, like when he came home from school as a kid, like there'd constantly be fist fights breaking out. That was just how the kids settled things. Um, personally, I have, I mean, I'll admit I have never gotten in a fist fight. I'm a, maybe that's weird. Um, and part of me thinks like maybe, you know, maybe there is some value to that. Like actually like, you know, a part of boyhood initiation, like just, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. There's part of me that's like, is there something, is there some value to, to standing up for yourself? I mean, obviously, but. Well, there, I mean, we, we can, we can really, you know, whittle this down and say that, you know, you, you have every right to defend yourself in the midst of a fight exactly. and to not be a punching bag. But I think the what we have to get into is sort of an interior discussion of, mm-hmm. you know, what what is intent what is my intention? What is my feeling towards my opponent? Uh, what is the outcome? How do I respond to the outcome? You know, because it's mm-hmm. it's in this concept of the story, if we remove the father, right, from from the equation, you know, Joe Jenks goes home. Right. If he never encounters his father, or his father never says anything, or if his father was the opposite, right? Like, then they maybe they they, they still just make up. They go back. They they talk. They hey, I'm sorry about fighting yesterday. Oh, it's okay. Let's play again. You know. But the problem here was the was the not that they had a fight but that the that the father said you have to win this fight in order to be a man mm, so exactly. so in your in your question right like you're asking like but you know don't you know are we kind of obliged to protect ourselves to defend ourselves to sort of stand up for ourselves yeah sure yeah i, I, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone would would question that like the the object here is not to say you should never have a fight. You know, if if you get in a fight, you get in a fight. But are you going to squarely beat your opponent into the ground and say, you know, I'm a man? Or are you just going to defend yourself? Hey, look, I, I, I don't really want to, I don't want to do this, but I have to, to sort of protect myself. And I hope you're okay on the other end of it. Like we, we may never be friends again, but you know, I, my object here is not to just beat you to prove to anyone that I'm a man. Like I don't need to prove it by being in a fight. Exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and I think nine times out of 10, if we really think about the things we're, we're holding grudges over like this instance, they are like so trivial. Um, just if we were to kind of take a, a third party position and look at it, it's like, okay, what's, he didn't count to three like can we take a few deep breaths and like relax for a bit um this isn't that big of a deal um it reminds me of the song you know that song from a distance from a distance are you you gonna sing the whole thing for us oh i could (laughs) a little disclaimer like i don't i don't think that god is watching us from a distance as the song says but there is there's beauty in the song because it's like when you can just look at the earth like from the moon's point of view and all you see is blue and green and like the snow capped mountains white as they, as the song goes. Um, and the song says, I just can't comprehend what all this fighting is for. It's like, if you're looking at earth from that distance, it's like, 
why why is this going on um why are we killing each other why can't we just live at peace and mother Teresa said it begins with peace in our homes that's where it begins and we know we can't solve the problem in ukraine we can't solve all these you know horrible things going on in our world but we can go home and we can forgive and let go of grudges with people in our own house um we can have the courage to say like okay this person isn't perfect but neither am i and so i'm gonna forgive them and i'm gonna lord help me to be patient because you know life is it's just too short to be resentful and to carry that with you and it ultimately you know the quote it's like um what's it it's like if you forgive someone you unchain or like you break the shackles or something and the sure. person that was you realize that the person that was chained up the whole time was you um it wasn't the person you you were trying to hurt through your grudge so yeah basically just you know pray that god can help us to stop judging and um to not be so much of a competitor but a compassionate person and you know not to get back at people with revenge but ultimately with love as christ taught us to you know i i like that you said sort of to be compassionate and to sort of respond with with love i would say you know being in the christian faith gives us many opportunities to sort of be challenged by other opposing sides, opposing ideologies, uh, opposing forces, um, you know, a lot of opposition because just strictly because we're Catholic Christians, you know. Um, and it's interesting if you watch when something ends up in the public sphere mm-hmm. and you watch how we as Christians take on an issue, like mm. it's it's peaceful, it's prayer, there's no sort of violence, but then the opposing force is angry, just anger, you know, just mm. spewing just all sorts of terrible like statements and name calling and words and just such violent rhetoric, you know, just, you know, and it's like, well, wait a second, wait a second. We're, we're, we're the peaceful ones here. Like what, like we're, we're not yelling at you. We're not screaming at you. We're not like shaking our fists at you. We're, we're just praying peacefully, but the opposition is so angry to, to us. Right. So, you know, mm, I, the, my point is, you know, going back to this question of be a man, like what does it take to be a man? And you were talking about responding with compassion, responding with a love that's Christ-like. And I think there's also just the sense of love, compassion, understanding, patience, because what you can do, right, is you can, we'll say we'll have, you know, a fight with someone, and maybe it's just a fight over a belief. But if you, if you talk, if you listen, if you give the person time, then maybe you actually have sort of a more pleasant fight, we'll say. Like, you can actually have a discussion with them. You can sort of try to understand where the other person is coming from. It doesn't mean that you're going to change your your belief. It doesn't mean you're going to change your core value. 
But, but just to have, you know, peaceful dialogue, you know, there, I think you win, you know, in the be a, be a man category, when you can have a discussion with an opposing force. So if, if in the story, you know, Jimmy and Joe had been able to sort of, okay, you said I didn't count the three before I rushed you. Here is what happened. Okay, well, here's what I observed. All right, you know what? I understand why you thought that, and it's because of this. Then there's no fight, right? And there's a real representation of, of, being, of being a man, right? Not, exactly. Not, I beat your face into the pavement, I win, you know, now I'm the man. Said so, no, we, we found a way to sort of get through this fight in a more peaceful way. And I think as adults, we, 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 we just don't do that. We just lose that. We're like, we just want to be angry. We want to mm-hmm. fight. We want to argue in the worst way possible. And like I said, you, you look at it in society, how people fight with each other, and it's awful. And I'm like, you are not in any way being representative of what you should be. But I could, mm-hmm. I could give you a lot more credit if you were sort of a peaceful protester, we'll say. Exactly. And that's the whole irony of it. Like when he said, be a man, um, the boy took it as be childish, be like a boy. <laughs> um, truly being a man, like you said, would have been, okay, wh- why are we arguing over this? What's going on? Dialoguing. Can we talk about this like mature? I mean, and then even afterward, you see that in the children, how they're interacting with each other. Like, okay, like, I forgive you, whatever they said, you know, that that was more being a man. And it has nothing to do with age, as we see, like the, the father was, I don't think the father was a good image of, of manhood. Um, but surely the children were after the, after the fight. You know, I think about scripture in the New Testament, when the disciples were all sort of in the upper room, and mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit comes upon them in tongues of flame, and then they're all sort of, you know, rejuvenated to go out and spread the news of, of Jesus Christ to all the lands, right? And they were living, right? They, they had been hiding in fear. So automatically we know opposition exists outside of where they were hiding, but they had no more fear and they went out in spite of opposition to go and share the news of Christ, the love of Christ. And really, I mean, it would have been easy to say, all right, instead of, you know, tongues of fire to equip you to spread the good news without fear, I'm going to give you all really big sticks and you're going to go and you're going <laughs> to beat everyone who, who doesn't acquiesce and who doesn't oh, come boy. over to believe in me, Christ the Savior. But he didn't do that. He didn't do that. No. The other people had, you know, we'll say, you know, sort of the rest of the world had the clubs. And Jesus didn't send out the apostles with clubs. He sent them out with a heart that was on fire. Mm-hmm. And they gave themselves so completely and to to opposition and ultimately to you know to their death in many instances but that was okay because they went out with the right mindset with the right heart and i have no problem saying that all of the apostles were truly men 
and uh, you know, and that they were actually truly men of God. You know, so you know, if if we want a good example of being a man, well, let's let's look at let's look at the apostles and how they responded in the midst of great opposition and going out to sort of tackle the world. I love that example, and I think um, really what they embodied was the love of Christ. And there's there's really nothing more powerful than love. Um, I was thinking like if you intimidate somebody with a stick to follow your religion or to fo- do what you want, they will literally like they might do what you want, but they will do the absolute least they have to to satisfy you. But when you act out of love for the person, like there is <laughs> there's no like limit to what they will do for you. Like people give up their life out of love for Christ. Um, so that's clearly to me, that's like the most powerful thing. And yeah, just like really embodying that was where the 12 apostles for sure. They gave their life their I mean, literally for, for Christ and for the church. And I, I think that's our, that's our great call to be, to be a real man to be a real woman, to be a real person, you know, a real human being, a real organism. Yeah, we 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 give <laughs> we we give our We're getting more generic. <laughs> Sorry, we give ourselves with the love of Christ to everyone out there, in spite of whatever fight may may await us. But we always approach right. those those fights, those tensions, those moments. We always approach it with with a love that is based off of Christ. And I think Christ on the cross is like the the image of what manhood is. I think there's no greater image than that. The great sacrifice as right. the image of being a man. Sure. I can absolutely see that and agree with you. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mike and I have been discussing the short story by James G. Bruin Jr., Be a Man. Again, if you haven't heard it yet, uh, you, if you want to hear Mike Timmons read it, and you know, if you want to hear him do some voice work, uh, I do some awesome do voice some work. awesome voice work. Uh, go listen to "Be a Man." Find it at our YouTube channel or our website for WAOB Audio Theater. And uh, we hope that maybe we all can find our our better paths to being uh, better better people for the world because the world needs us right now. Uh, Mike Timmons, thank you so much. Always good to talk with you. You too. Don't ever let anyone beat you. That's my my going away words. No, just kidding. Um, Be a man. And you know what that is if you've listened thus far. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Table of Content. We hope that you will tune in again for another episode. And as always, until that time, be good, stay safe, peace.